Do you have a favorite place or time of day to meditate? If the space around you is noisy, do you feel that you can't meditate? Or maybe you feel that other conditions are necessary to be able to meditate. Do your preferences dictate your experience? Your Mindful Life Podcast. Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Mary Slocum, and today we're talking about how preferences can intrude on our ability to be with it all, to be mindful in our practice and everywhere else. A couple of weeks ago, I was waiting for an international flight, and a young man sitting next to me in the waiting area struck up a conversation. Where are you going, he asked. I'm going to Ecuador, to the Galapagos Islands. How about you? Oh, he replied, I'm going to Colombia to visit a friend who lives there. Our conversation continued on in that kind of lighthearted and curious way that travelers have, especially waiting in airport lounges for flights. Of course, at one point, he asked me, So what do you do? And I told him, I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster. And that delighted him. He wanted to know more. And then he asked me something curious. He asked me, do you prefer to meditate where it is light and bright or where it's cool and dark? I thought for a moment. And then I said, hmm, Let me tell you a little story. And then I told him a story as I remembered it that my teacher Joseph Goldstein had shared. Joseph was returning to India or Burma to study meditation with a new teacher. When he arrived, the teacher indicated to him where he should sit for meditation. Joseph, a tall man with long arms and legs, was taken aback because he could see that the space would hardly contain his long and lanky frame. And he was taken aback further when he also noticed that a busy road full of buses, trucks, animals, and people ran right past his assigned meditation spot. How would he be able to meditate for long hours in these conditions? This was a question his teacher must have been hoping he would have because the answer would lead to deeper and stronger practice. And not only practice sitting on our chair or cushion, but our practice in our everyday life. Joseph's experience reminds us that our minds are always looking for comfort and are continuously engaged in always looking for the right spot, the right situation, the right time, or the right people to bring us pleasure and comfort, to meet our preferences, and that we bring these preferences everywhere, even to our meditation practice. 
Mindfulness, on the other hand, is not about what the mind wants. Mindfulness is about releasing our suffering and discomfort by being okay, by allowing whatever is arising in the moment. When mindful, we neither attach ourselves to what is pleasant, nor do we push away or turn away from what is unpleasant. We are simply with whatever is here right now. And so Joseph's teacher was challenging him to relinquish the mind's preferences so that he could solidify and grow his mindfulness. This is an important part of our practice. When we feel comfortable, this is the moment to take the next step and go beyond our comfort zone. When we first begin our mindfulness meditation practice, we may feel the need for quiet or for a particular place or time in which to meditate. This is okay because we've not yet built our mindfulness muscles, so to speak. Removing obstacles helps us to get started in our practice. And we know that starting out can be challenging. We are asking ourselves to leave behind old ways of being and embrace new ones. So giving ourselves the time and space to ease into our meditation practice helps us to make it an everyday habit. Over time, we strengthen our mindfulness by relinquishing our need for a particular space, time, or other conditions in which to practice. This ability to let go of our preferences allows us to be mindful everywhere and all of the time. This is an important point if we believe that being mindful while sitting in meditation is what our practice is all about. We're missing the point. The point is to practice mindfulness meditation so that we are mindful in the world, in our everyday lives, that mindfulness is simply the way we are. We realize the benefits of mindfulness when it is the way we are and it is the way we live our lives. The opportunity to meditate even when there is discomfort is the way to release our attachment or aversion to that discomfort. When we feel the need to make excuses about why we can't meditate because conditions aren't just so, this gives us the perfect opportunity to go ahead and meditate in spite of what's going on right now, or rather than in spite of it, because of what's going on right now. Maybe there's construction noise coming from next door, or we have guests in our house, or we have a work appointment that interferes with our regular time to meditate, or we're on vacation. These kinds of situations give us the opportunity to go beyond what is comfortable for us to strengthen and deepen our meditation practice. 
So we sit in meditation with the construction noise or with our guests sharing our space, or we change our meditation time to accommodate our work schedule. We meditate even when we're on vacation in a new time zone or in unfamiliar places because it is this acceptance of how it is right now that our practice is all about. Last week, I was on vacation with a group of people on a catamaran in the Galapagos Islands. In the morning, I would meditate on deck and would seek out a quieter space. But some days, there was no quiet. People were chatting over coffee, listening to the naturalists give a talk, or were hanging their laundry out to dry. And all of that was okay. One morning, sitting down, setting my meditation timer and closing my eyes, I meditated among the coffee drinkers. I was aware of the chatter around me, of people arriving with cheery good mornings, and of the crew going about their chores. I heard the anchor as it clang, 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 as it was lifted out of the bed of the ocean. I was aware of the body breathing, the smell of the ocean, and the play of light on my closed eyelids. I was aware of what was arising in the moment without a preference. I wasn't clinging to what I perceived to be pleasant or averting what I perceived to be unpleasant. I was allowing everything without being caught in the pleasant, unpleasant sway of experience. Now, I know I've been meditating a long time, and I'm okay with practicing in new places and with new people and situations around me. But what if you're newer to the practice, or you're accustomed to practicing in a certain environment that you feel that you can control? Practicing in a new environment or with people around might feel uncomfortable or even impossible. And you might feel that, well, all eyes are on me and I, I don't like this. Know this, that this discomfort is okay. The mind worried about what others are thinking is okay. The mind fighting against what is happening right now is okay. Whatever is going on right now is okay as long as you notice and acknowledge it. Acknowledging that something in me is worried about what others might be thinking or that something in me doesn't like meditating in this situation or that something in me just doesn't like this. It's all okay as long as you acknowledge it and can be with it just as it is. Perhaps you might inwardly say, this is uncomfortable and I can be with it. The I can be with it is important because in this way you are allowing the experience to be here now without fighting against it or clinging to it. We know that what causes our suffering is not the people who might be around us or the noise or the worry thoughts that pass by. It's our aversion to and our attachment to the discomfort that creates the suffering. 
Leaving our preferences behind opens us to the moment. We might think that, oh, I have to be with all this bad stuff. But again, this is just showing preference. The negativity bias of the brain enhances our penchant for believing that something bad will happen or is happening and that somehow we feel glued to it. When we practice mindfulness meditation, we get to know our minds so that we can train our minds to let go of preference, to let go of attachment, and to let go of aversion. How do we do this? We recognize and allow what is happening in the moment. Remember when we first begin our meditation practice, we begin by recognizing and allowing the sensations of the breath, the sensations of the body, the sensations of sounds and tastes, smells, and the sensations of thoughts and images. This is how we begin our meditation practice, and it's what we can return to again and again by simply being with the sensations of the breath. We recognize the feeling tone of our experience, whether it is pleasant, unpleasant, or neither pleasant nor unpleasant. And then we learn to let go of what's pleasant or unpleasant, and even let go of what's neutral or neither pleasant nor unpleasant. We realize that whether something is pleasant or unpleasant is happening in the moment and that it doesn't really make any difference to us as long as we're not attaching to it and we are simply allowing it to arise and to pass by. Nothing, no matter how beautiful or painful, lasts forever. This is the truth of impermanence. And this truth allows us to be with the pleasant and unpleasant feeling tone of experience without getting all caught up in it. Learning to allow the pleasant and unpleasant builds our equanimity, that strength of balance and evenness, that ability to be with it all without judging it. Practicing feeling tone of experience meditation trains the mind to recognize pleasant and unpleasant before our emotional reaction sets in, before we begin to get tangled up in our discomfort and our dissatisfaction, or before we get caught up in that pleasant feeling that we simply can't let go of and we need to return to over and over again. Practicing feeling tone of experience allows us to simply be with whatever experience is here without preference. I invite you to recognize your preferences and to be aware of the feeling tone of experience to let go and be in the moment with whatever is happening 
and however it is happening. If you would like to meditate with me this week, I'm offering a guided meditation on feeling tone to members of this podcast. If you are a member or would like to become a member to access the guided meditation that I post weekly, go to www.patreon.com forward slash your mindful life. That's www.patreon.com forward slash your mindful life, all one word. I hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you did, I hope you will support the show by following or subscribing to it where you listen and by becoming a member via Patreon. So thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time. And just as I'm grateful for your listening, I'm also grateful to the people behind the scenes that make the podcast possible. Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering and production. Bill Rafferty for technical web support. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design. And Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well. Be mindful.